and welcome to the 134th episode of Lake of Rage Pokemon Trading Card Game Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining me are two Pacific Northwesterners who are also co-hosts on the Drew Too Many podcast. You know, one of the sister podcasts of Lake of Rage, so you should be sure to check them out. But joining us first and foremost, we have Andrew Zavala, or should I call you Dr. Andrew Zavala now? Oh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, might get the dissertation maybe in June. Maybe that'll be done. I'll be a official uh, Pokemon professor then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So, Andrew, how long have you been playing? And what are some of your accomplishments for anyone who has not heard your name before? Sure. Yeah. So I've been playing since 2006. My player ID is or my pop ID is five digits long. Yeah. So I've been playing for a while. Um, my main accomplishments have really been 2013 was like the big season that's when i got back into the game it was during plasma freeze and i remember i had the weirdest Verzian genesect deck that i think i've ever seen and it, it played potion it's really bad <laughs> but i got top eight uh, at arizona regionals in 2013 so that was cool then lost to israel sosa that was um, during his his triple his three-peat regional run that he went on in 2013 so can't feel too bad about losing to to the man himself there can I please, uh, one, I want to pause yeah. real quick. The amount of throwbacks yeah. to recent episodes that you just threw in there is amazing. Shout out to Potion, which we called one of the worst cards to ever see success. Shout out to Israel Sosa, who has been on many times for that monstrous run. And was that the Arizona Regionals? The infamous one, or is no, that a different no, one? No, no, okay. no. That's 2017 that Arizona. Okay. No, that's 17, okay. 2017 Arizona Regionals. Okay, anyway. This one was actually pretty good. <laughs> continue, continue. Yeah, this was... I mean, this was back when regionals were like, I think it was like 200 people, maybe 250. So way different than than now. But yeah, I got top eight at that one. Um, and then one Arizona States in 2014, I believe, with like a Landorus, Cobalion, Hard Charm, Garboder deck. That was pretty sick. Um, and then in more recent times, I'm still waiting for like my big break again, hopefully coming soon. But uh, biggest accomplishments probably last year. Well, I qualified for Worlds last year. and. Um, got top 32 with Regigigas in Peoria last year. Was 17th place. Not it doesn't hurt as well. No, it's it's it still hurt pretty bad. I, <laughs> I was I was annoyed because <laughs> top 32. Oh, we got like 250 dollars. Yeah. So I, I I still got some money from that. But then um, Salt Lake uh, also got 36 with Reggies. The, ever since Reggies rotated, man, I've been lost. I, I was a Reggies man, but that's pretty much uh, all about me. You and a surprising amount of people. I. Reggie's is a deck that just so many people saw success with, and I still don't fully understand how. <laughs> just it was like a deck where you're like, okay, if I set up, I win, and that that was the that was the hurdle, right? Was setting up. I feel like it set up like seventy percent of the time, pretty well. That's fine. You only got to set up seventy percent of best of three, right? So you're fine. Yeah, and then when Lugia came out and you had and they played like Dunsparce Manaphy, you're like, okay, well now I don't just win if I get set up, so now it becomes a lot worse. So, like, before Lugia came out, it was actually, like, broken, I think. And then the other person that we have on, and this is the longest I have ever not heard your voice, we have Alex <laughs> Cook joining us for apparently the fifth time. Uh, Alex, how long Whoa. have you been playing the game, and what are some of your accomplishments? Yeah, uh, five-timers club, baby. Um, that, that's five. That's uh, my, I've been playing since, like, the beginning. My POP is not as low as Andrew's because I lost mine <laughs> at some point. Um, but it is still six digits, so that's pretty neat. Uh, my two biggest accomplishments are um, being on the 
uh, mellow underscore magic heart podcast uh, five times. And, um, <laughs> and the being... too many podcast 10 times. Is it actually only 10? <laughs> it probably is actually only 10. <laughs> it's got to be like 20. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think I'm undefeated against Israel Sosa. So I think that's my under other uh, big accomplishment, unlike, okay. unlike some of the other people here. So I, uh, <laughs> I you know, against Israel. I, I actually don't know if I've ever actually played against Israel, though. So in a real talk, I don't know. But yeah, that's it. He was oh, so nice I, when he was I won, I won locals. I won, I won a locals last week. So that's another one. That's probably number three. <laughs> For anyone who is unaware, Alex was the Sable Garb master of the West Coast as well. At some point in there, surprisingly, hey, you not... know who you know who number two was, right? I don't. It's the it's the other guy over here. Hello. <laughs> okay, let's go. Both Sable Garb mains. I got actually, yeah, that's another accomplishment I could put on there. It's top thirty-two Arizona Regionals twenty fourteen. I think it was expanded. It was before mm-hmm. Puzzle of Time was a thing. I played mm-hmm. Sable Garb then. That that's was like when you when... had to. Think about what you wanted junk hunt for, and that's like when yeah, Andrew just, and I like. Time, blah blah blah. That's like when we started to like talk and hang out and stuff because we were both. <laughs> I played Sable Guard with like the very next regionals or something before Puzzle, mm-hmm. and I used Andrew's list like one or two cards different. And I was like, "Tell me about it." Plus, I just yeah. say going off of that, I do have massive respect for. There's like that pre-puzzle, post-puzzle, and then post-puzzle ban. It wasn't a real deck anymore, even though it did day two occasionally. Yeah. Anyone who played played the pre-puzzle version is very impressive post puzzle version that was that was training wheels right there junk hunt for double puzzle every oh, single yeah. turn <laughs> Easy. no thinking involved so all three of Something. us are going to be attending the portland regional championships which at the time of recording is five days away should really figure out what deck i'm going to play uh we're going to talk a little bit about what the meta we are expecting text things like that how some things are going to change from san antonio regionals potentially change from the japanese results that uh, we recently saw, and I don't know, you two might have been expecting. I sure as heck wasn't expecting them. So let's go ahead and start with the classic question. What are the top three to top five most popular decks you are expecting? And if you can give a general percentage, that would be good too. Uh, Andrew, it's your first time here. So what are those top three to five decks you're expecting? And what's a general percentage of them? Yeah, I would say for sure. I mean, top two for sure has got to be just like charizard obviously number one number two and number three could maybe like around giratina or maridon i think maridon's actually going to see less play because i think it's you know words getting out that it's charizard matchup not the best so i think because of how popular charizard's uh being now i think maridon's going to fall off a little bit more so for this tournament i mean probably like charizard giratina i wouldn't be surprised if like Gardevoir was third because I think a lot of people are going to start to disrespect it and go more to like hard countering Charizard a little bit more, which could open some space for Gardevoir. But Giratina and Charizard at the top, I think, definitely for sure. Alex, what about you? Uh, I think number one, number one, Charizard. Um, it's I think the only debate is if it does actually break the twenty percent mark or not. Um, I I think there's like that tool school two schools of thoughts where it's like, well, it was nineteen and a half percent, which is a lot. And there's no way it gets more, but then it did win. And it was like a popular player playing the deck. So it's like, well, like, will it go up? Will it go down? Who knows? But still, it'll be right around that 20% mark, which is nuts. Uh, number two will then be Charizard again. Like, if somehow we'll get a second spot. Um, 
so that's how popular that's going to be number three i think will be tina i think there's a lot of people on the uh if you follow um there's this guy mellow underscore magikarp on twitter <laughs> he posted this circle of tina and i think we're on the circle of tina where everyone's like oh it's a good deck and you know people will play it and then you know no that'll break and one person won't and they'll win uh and then yeah i think number three yeah maridon i think maridon takes it over guardy for the third spot um, but those are probably those two. I think people are too scared to play Mew into a into a world of Tina and and Zard. Uh, I think people are too scared to play uh, Lassone into a lot of that stuff, especially since the Charizard deck played Jirachi. I think people are scared to play any sort of Sableye shenanigans. Um, so I just like that's an, that's just like an easy top three with Gardevoir being fourth probably. So I'm in this different school of thought than you, Alex. Andrew, I'm not sure about a different school of thought than you. I think Charizard's number one. That's first and foremost. Everything I'm going to say is with the caveat of it is still the most popular deck. I think it's going to go down in play from San Antonio. And I think it's going to be hovering close to that like 15% mark. Because I really think we're at a point where the average player isn't as much of a sheep as they may have used to be. And they're more likely to want to beat that top deck than to play it. And it was kind of looked like a little while in that Silver Tempest format where it was like, okay, you're, you're going to go play Lugia because you can't really counter Lugia. Charizard's very counterable. There's a lot of weaknesses. I'll happily point out in a second or you two can point out. But I really think people are going to look at it instead of saying, I'm going to play Charizard. They're going to potentially switch off of it. That's the boat I'm maybe in. Or they're going to be like, well, this very clearly the, the Giratina circle. I'm <laughs> Alex got my thoughts exactly on that one. It's like Giratina <laughs> takes a fine matchup into Charizard. And so they're going to go to the Giratinas or they're going to go to whatever people think beats Charizard. I'm not like 100% sure, but I think Charizard's going to go down and I think it's going to be hard countered more so than played. Uh, Alex, you kind of gave your thoughts on that. Andrew, do you want to agree, disagree with that? charizard statement um yeah it's interesting well first off i'll give the thought that giratina kind of reminds me of like as i was describing reggie's it kind of reminds me of giratina now i'm like giratina is very strong and if you set up and you're like i have turn three ten in the lost zone or something like that or even a turn two seven you're like oh i'm i'm feeling good as long as your hand is not just stabilized start and then like <laughs> five switch cards in your hand you're like okay i like i'm feeling great it feels like your team uh just as long as it sets up it has pretty good matchup against most things most things especially in the late game that's your team's strongest asset clearly is roxanne path you could just demolish people just with that alone even if you do have a kind of shaky early game sometimes too um and that's kind of what reggie's tried to do too was be a single prize deck get your opponent down to one prize um you know uh, have some sort of disruption path, things like that. Um, but anyways, moving on to Charizard. Yeah, it's it's definitely way less broken than than Lugia was. Not not even close. Because I mean, Charizard, like like Lugia could turn two if they're if they're popping off, they could turn two, amazing evil tall kill you or amazing Raikou one twenty one twenty. Charizard, they're gonna do what one one eighty, which not even getting anything. Get that vitality band like, on there. They're only. Oh, sorry. 190. <laughs> Ooh, they're killing my Rotom V. Oh, man. <laughs> um, it's a way more counterable. The weakness is way bigger, obviously, because you don't have things like Dunsparce. And so I think 
this weekend is probably the best weekend to counter Charizard. But I think also everybody knows that. And so, like, <laughs> finding that balance is, is going to be tough. Alex, I'm not. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's, it's Charizard, right? Like it's the, it's, it's the classic, uh, question of, do you play the best deck or do you counter the best deck? And when the numbers start getting as high as they are, like that's gonna, that's gonna, uh, bogart most of the conversations going into a regionals. Well, so now here, what you have to do is exactly in these situations, you have to find a deck that one beats Charizard and two beats the things that beat Charizard. <laughs> Which is what incredibly is difficult. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Who yes. knows what that is? I, I I offer up I offer up uh, Entei tacky bits. That's Ooh. true. That's fell off. What if bet. we add an Oricorio in there? That's well. That well. That's what I was. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've been playing that Oricorio in Entei tacky bits, and I think it's good. In, there's no room. <laughs> in, what do you mean? There's no room. Just don't play three Entei. Just play two. You don't need don't three know, Entei. Man. You just don't need three Entei. Just play two Entei. It's also your consistency engine. What? Yeah, one draw one card as your consistency engine. As that deck, <laughs> that deck's so bad. It needs that one card. The, 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 just don't just draw into just be pretend you're from 2014 and you're chaining Junipers. Like that's what it is. Like it's just <laughs> that is what it is. It feels very similar to that format. Yeah, it's I I honestly don't think that Entei Tacky Bits is like the worst play. And I think Oricorio actually like swings the Zard matchup enough, uh, like because you can you can just take Charmanders if they're not careful. You have the TM Devo in there still, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like, without, without go... that, you're never beating Zard. No, no. The the podcast host in me also wants to ask Alex a question. Can you please explain to listeners how Oricorio <laughs> helps the Charizard matchup? It's the fact that like you can if you you do the the, the tacky bits thing where you where you get the turn one yoga loop, uh, then you're not like banking on hitting four more switches turn two to get the second mander. You just need one bits and then the Corio drop five, and you take two Charmanders and like no one ever is like oh I'm gonna bench three Charmanders. You don't even get three Charmanders. Like, there's like, like, sure, there are hands where you get there, but like, more often than not, like, you're not getting three Charmanders, a Rotom, a Pidgey, and five other consistency cards in your opening Charizard hands. But then again, who knows? I might be wrong. You guys are fun at the San Antonio. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, for anyone so, who doesn't uh, know, the Oricorio is the Fusion Strike Oricorio, which does have an attack on it. And the attack is what we're talking about. Not the, yeah. uh, I don't know what the ability is called, but the Glistening Droplets uh, attack. Glistening it does. Droplets. Yeah, it does Fervent. make it fervor dance, something like that. that. Uh, it does make it immune to getting sniped by ninja. It's weak uh, to water. Oh, if it's on the bench, yeah, on the bench. Okay. So it because it, it uses it for itself. Oh. Yeah. So if you bench it Lessons early, in zeal. Lessons there you in go. zeal. Okay. Good job. I didn't look it up. I promise. I just I think that. <laughs> so that's the benefit of it. But okay, I don't know. So I want to go the meta in another way because I never, I just mentioned the Charizard. I think it's going to go down. Uh, another thing you both mentioned, I agree 100%, Tina's going to go up. I think Tina is, so I saw Luke Morris of Celia's Network tweeted this or replied to Liam Halliburton's tweet of, so Liam was like, y'all, Tina was the play for San Antonio. That doesn't mean it's the play anymore. And Celia's responded, people have a tendency of feeling like they missed out on the play. And then playing that, assuming that it's still the play in the next tournament. And that really seems to be what Tina is feeling like. 
heading into this one. And because of that, I think we're also going to see more Lost Zone stuff showing up. Because people know uh, Sable's Art takes a good Tina matchup. Uh, whatever the Paradox box that won in Japan slash Tord's been playing slash etc. It's got a pretty good matchup into that, but it's got, it's got Moon, you got Hands, you got... Uh, what's a thing called Kyogre you know it's a lot of really cool stuff so I'm expecting a greater amount of Comfy decks in general not just Giratina but other Comfy decks uh, again tell me why I'm wrong or maybe you agree with that uh, Alex what do you think about just there's going to be a significant number of Comfy decks I agree uh, I was we had a mock regionals uh, this weekend and I was talking a lot about with some players and they were mentioning stuff like Sables Art um because it does have a good Tina matchup, like an amazing Tina matchup. It's almost free. Um, I would say that people aren't going to go directly that way because I think that it doesn't have the world's best Zard matchup. Although TM Devo might solve a lot of those weird problems that you used to have in that matchup. Um, but that's like the only thing keeping me off of that. But I do think you're right. I think a lot of weird uh, Lost Zone stuff is going to come out. Um, and they're going to be, I'll tell you though, they're going to be away from Sableye. I think uh, all of the weird Lost Zone stuff that comes out will play zero Sableye. Um, zero. Because if you looked at if you looked at uh, San Antonio, all of the non-Tina Lost boxes, I think the top 64, top 128, whatever, every Lost box that made whatever threshold that is didn't play a Sableye. The, the Tinas did, but the regular Lost boxes didn't. None of them did. And of course, ignoring the Sables art in that, because like... There's Sables Art at, what, 30th place, for example? Yeah, like the people that are playing um, Ninja <laughs> as their... Gotcha. ...as their thing. Like, people who didn't play Ninja and Sableye. Yeah, because they're playing what's called Lost Box Paradox. Yeah. On, which is the, just play all the good cards. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can we call it Lost Docs, please? Lost Docs? Why Lost? Yeah, that sounds way cooler. That's not bad. That's okay. pretty good. Lost Box Paradox? Just smush them That's pretty oh, good. Cool. I approve. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about the more people are going to select some flowers this weekend? Um, I think the reasoning for that is solid. It's interesting. Like mind games of like rock, paper, scissors, even sometimes you see if you're playing like a best of three rock, paper, scissors, somebody, if they win with something they threw, they're more likely to throw it again. If they lose with something they threw, they're more likely to switch. And so I agree with that, like, you know, and also kind of FOMO mentality of, you know, I missed out on the play for this regional, so I'm going to play it for this next one. But um, I kind of see that as an argument for an increase in, like, Rapid Strike and Teleon as well. Um, I could see that as more um, more comfy decks. I could also see it as more Rapid Strike decks. And I, for one, am a Rapid Strike fan. So I tend to, I think I'm more biased that way. And I would like to see more Rapid Strike, because I think that's actually a pretty solid play. A lot of the Seattle area players are... In that same mentality, though, like a rapid strike is seeing an increase in locals around here, um, and it's it's that exact same mentality. I went to a challenge I think the, the other yeah. week, and it was rapid strike, rapid strike, me with Snorlax, rapid strike as our top four. <laughs> so it was a uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. The you have the, some problems with consistency, but all your matchups are pretty solid. And I think that's the thing that's going to keep people away from it. And the other thing is the perceived idea that it is a quote unquote big big brain deck right um it's not that it's like hard to play but it's that it's hard to play for nine rounds i think that's the that's the thought probably the general consensus cons consensus that it is a hard to play deck and 
Say more about that. What do you mean by hard to play for nine rounds? I think I think a you know you can sit down and play some Pokemon online and it's a decent deck and you might be able to engage your brain a little bit while playing Pokemon even for a few times, right? You're not just going rare candy Charizard hit. Hey, hey, um, hey, I take offense to that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Was, that's all you do. It's just rare candy Pidgeot, quick search, rare candy Zard, infernal rain. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a lot more intricate lines, I think, in the Rapid Strike deck. And while finding those lines one game or one match is probably fine, try doing it for like 12 hours. Like it, it's exhausting to the people that like aren't super, super experienced in the like world of regionals you also have to remember too that like portland is famously a regionals that like doesn't have a lot of like east coast people don't travel to it and all the people on this side uh it might just be like there are one or two regionals it's mm -hmm. i think in terms of the percentage of people that this is their only regionals portland is probably there at that highest percentage um and a lot of those players are not going to be like yeah it's my one shot to do well i'm gonna play a deck that's gonna fry my brain day one right yeah, they're gonna just play rare candy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. I, oh. I will also. Uh, yeah, you might be saying the same thing I was gonna say, but West Coast is notorious for wanting to find the like counterplay and going <laughs> yeah. off the rails and going rogue and finding the thing that beats the best deck. I would so I wouldn't be surprised if it swings the way you were talking about. I was also wouldn't be surprised if like. Charizard ends up doing horribly because people are playing Meowskarada and Arceus uh, Superior. No, and, no, uh, uh, Maractus. Maractus. <laughs> Maractus tool drop. Yeah, exactly. Dude, there was a guy that went five and two, this German guy, five and two on like a hundred person tournament like near Christmas. Uh and he was like three oh against Zard. And I uh there was a, a dad that was talking to me the other day. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do side events and just try to go three oh against Zard. What's the best thing you got for me? <laughs> uh, I said Maractus has like a ninety ten into Charizard and a seventy thirty into or a thirty seventy into everything else. It's like you're gonna get bodied, but if you play three Zards in a row, you'll win side events. <laughs> and you're also just gonna brick beyond belief fifth about fifty percent of your games, maybe forty nine percent. So if you get if you just get three in a row, right? Boom, easy clap. <laughs> easy clap. I will say also. Well, actually, we can talk about this later. Never mind. Go ahead, now. You're good. <laughs> so there was a transition off of Maractus, and you didn't take it. Have you <laughs> learned right. nothing? <laughs> there's, there's only so much Maractus we can handle. But we're going to trivia, folks. <laughs> not, not yet. Maractus <laughs> oh, is too no. good for that. Wrong, wrong, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're both West Coast people. This is something that I I brought up last week with Nick Robinson, and I'll brought up with a bunch of friends. Have either of you been to a West Coast regional where stall or control was a meta or meta adjacent deck and not run into them or seen them all over the place? Because I've not been playing as long as you both have. I have a seven digit pop ID, right? I started when Malamar came out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a noob. I know. But every single west coast regional i've been to where stall was relevant that first salt lake city back stall wasn't a deck so it wasn't there and i've run into at least one and as many as four <laughs> different staller control decks in california or portland or vancouver or denver or whatever so has there ever been a time or is this just like yeah the west coast plays stall yeah west coast likes their control decks i will say i think historically um you saw a lot with like primal groudon too uh primal groudon 
I, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's a very little East Coast play. And then West yeah. Coast Regional happens, and it was like, oh, there's two in top eight. And I was like, what? <laughs> that it was, was the, crazy. And I, that, I, would, I would consider it a controller stall. Oh, yeah. You, you want that deck out fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. Um, I remember that. It was like Anaheim, I think. Anaheim Regionals. Uh, Garbador was or not Garbador. Uh, Groudon was everywhere. I, I think there will. I think you can't lose to stall this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I agree. I think it's silly to go in there and being like, "I'm going to take an L to stall." It's not. It's not one of those decks that like are going to like migrate in this pack of like XO X1 or X2, right? It's going to be along all records, right? You'll mm-hmm. have the undefeated stalls and you'll have the winless stalls. So like, there's no way that you can get into that tie bracket where you have like one or two ties, right? Like you're you're going to hit it. Like you're going to hit it once. Um. So I don't think you can like afford to yeah. lose to it. Um, that being said, uh, take out all Turos, take out all Switch cards and everything from your decks. So you <laughs> aside to play Snorlax. So. We just, we, you got, we can't let Cal get away with it again, right? No, <laughs> you know, what? just sit pretty up there, just Erica's invitation. Oh, okay, I guess that's game. But what, if, but what if we, what if we do it? What if we want to do it, though? That's, that's what true, if we that's true. I mean, Saul just got two top eights, right? It's going to be on people's radar. I very much do think people aren't going to be teching for it or are going to be like, eh, it's fine, I'm not complaining. Do I want to be one of those people? Eh, not necessarily. I don't know. It it seems scary to play. It seems like I, w- I would prefer to just play something that beats it. So I've been very hype on stall weeks ago. There were three decks I was considering for Portland, and they're still, unfortunately, the three decks I'm considering. That's uh, Charizard, Snorlax, and Maridon. <laughs> which uh a couple of those don't seem like the best plays and i'm gonna voice my opinion on why i probably won't play snorlax there's still a world where i do and uh that is giratina is actually an unwinnable matchup if the giratina player knows anything about what they're doing i have beaten giratinas before i at that last the tabletop village mock regional i did tie the one who made it to top cut purely because uh they did not they were not ready for cards like luxury and sydney but he he won the whole thing by the way tina i don't know if you knew that jake won the whole thing different tina there were two tinas in a oh cut yeah okay yeah but uh yeah is uh it's a terrible 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 matchup i'm expecting it we're all symmetric like 30 70 right Okay, I play the Pidgeot version without Temple of Sinnoh to shut off the jet oh. energies. So yeah, it's, it's, you got to hit a good Sydney on there. Even worse. Yeah, yeah. And they got Path against you too. Oh, that did, that that is literally nothing. Actually, anyone who thinks Path that isn't right. paired with a Judge does anything against you're just wrong. Yeah, the Pidgeot version does That's not right. care about you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, you cannot play into that deck. It is so bad. Let alone Guardy plays a Turo and all that other stuff. I think this is the worst weekend for Snorlax, and I wish that weren't true because it is so much fun. The Pidgeot version, <laughs> oh, anyone hates the current standard format, I'm surprised you're listening to a podcast right now about Pokemon, but the Pidgeot <laughs> version is the most fun thing I have played in a long time. It has so many options. I have taken so many prize cards with that deck as well, which is just a, such a fun win condition to be like all right that's cool sableye i'm a lasso in that one and then i'm a lasso in another one and all right what you got now right so it's not good. lost city you, uh, you have to it's for the mini or but it's I also think... uh i think it's roaring moon so oh. lost box with the roaring moon what you have to do all right here's your snorlax lore for everyone 
once they frenzy gouging something, you have to loss zone it. And usually you pair it with an Iona right. on that same turn. So you have to do it against Dark, uh, what's it called? Roaring Moon. You have to do it against Minior. And then it's also really good into, like I said, Sableye, for example, just being able to take those things out. Or it's, gosh, what was it? I was sitting next to uh, another person playing Stall at the one tournament uh, last weekend. And the Charizard player was trying to play the slow game where they were like, I'm going to manually evolve. I'm not going to play cards. I'm not drawing any. And they just benched them with their Pidgeot, knocking out the Charmanders. <laughs> so, yeah, it's you do definitely take prizes with the deck. Uh, but Tina is such a bad matchup. And the Tina players just have to read the cards in their deck to beat you. And that's a good reason why Stall is not the move this weekend to me. Lost Box can be tough, especially... Like I said, in the non-Pidgeot version, you can run into some very awkward things like the Minior inside of the, uh, what's it called, the Glasses version. That can be rough. Guardy playing a Turo, that can get pretty rough. Any Zard players who are like, okay, the West Coast likes their stall. Suddenly there's a Minior and a Turo in a Zard deck, and mm, what are you going to do against that? It's, I wish it was a stall weekend. I don't think it's a super great stall weekend. There's just too much out there. And the other one that's going to transition to what I want to talk about next is Roaring Moon. Miserable matchup if they play the Japanese list with the Darkrai V-Star and the Cross Switchers. And the Cross Seavers. Sure, that too. Why not? <laughs> get, get the Pokemon back so it can't be Echoing Horned. And then it gets Erica's anyway. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I think this is another one of my like takes that I haven't heard people say, which probably means I'm wrong. A lot of Maridon players, I think, are going to transfer over to that Roaring Moon deck. Roaring Moon was the hot new thing at the start of the format. A bunch of people put up a ton of time into it, and then LAIC happened, and everyone decided, well, I guess it's bad, and then put it away. And then Japan happened, and everyone seems to be like, I guess it's good. And they're moving back to it. So I think Maridon goes down. But I think Moon has a chance to actually make the top five graphic this week. Andrew, That's another reason for Maractus. <laughs> Andrew, why am I wrong? He's right. Um, I, you know, I'm hearing you say that, and I don't think you're wrong necessarily. I think you have decent Charizard matchup. Maridon was like kind of a iffy match. Well, actually, it was probably like slightly favorable, I guess, for Moon. I actually didn't test that matchup a whole lot. Uh, but I played the Japanese list that did well. I played that right at the beginning of the format. And I liked the cross Seavers and the cross switchers and stuff. You felt like you had a much more solid board state than like the turbo version. The turbo version, you felt like I can get two Roaring Moons out pretty fine. But then if I get Ionoed and like that, getting that third one out, it's just, like impossible. It felt like you ran out of steam really quick. Um, but it does seem like the matchups might be there especially if like rapid strike goes up if mew goes up just because it's like a comfort pick for some people and they're sick of the format want to play the most consistent thing um if zard stays the same because again it's also a comfort pick um i don't know how it's giratina matchup is probably not great yeah, I'm about to, i'm looking that up right now i've be been probably my told it's good but i'm not 100 percent because like you can 220 them when they abyss seeking right and by that point mm -hmm. you can potentially just run away with it but also they, i've only been told that get, i haven't played it according to I see them not being able to get away with yeah having a slow start they like in a, in a lot of matchups like against charizard too they can just abyss seeking charizard's not going to do much against them yeah. if they have a slow start roaring moon yeah they'll you'll get eaten alive 
Yeah, because in theory, to... two moons can carry the whole matchup, right? You go yeah, second yeah, attack with that sure. stadium, frenzied gouging, and then like, well, if you ever Giratina again, I could just win the game on the next turn. Well, you don't even need to frenzy gouging, right? If if you go fast enough, you just do the calamity storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it says it's uh, according to Play Limitless, it's a forty-eight percent. So it's near. It's near even. Is it the forty-eight uh, percent? Because ties always bring it down. So sometimes a forty-eight is actually three, like three sixteen and three three hundred sixteen wins, three hundred thirty-five losses. Okay, so it is a. It's fairly. Up. Yeah, like a jump up barely. Yeah, but right, fifty. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like everything else, is much more polarizing. The only other matchup that's like as close, according to Play Limitless, is um, Rhydon. Rhydon is like three wins off, and Goldango is nineteen wins apart from each other. Um, in a sample size of like four hundred. <laughs> that's definitely a, a good stat to have yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like those are those are matchups that you're not expecting your 50 50s are matchups that aren't you're not going to hit as frequently as everything else surprisingly though on play limitless it has a bad zard matchup yes but... yeah zard is definitely favored into mm-hmm. uh what's it called so, like, Moon. right and so that's like it's i don't know i think i think roaring moon is is, is neat i think it is a neat deck um that people i would not be surprised to see people playing it yeah yeah uh there's not really a lot that i would be surprised to see people playing it, especially at a west coast regionals yeah there's just so much right like um i don't know i i don't think the maradon i think i i get what you're saying about like all the maradon players that are like oh yeah all gas no brakes like this is the better gas right now Mm -hmm. um but I, I also think Maridon like they can see the Maridon like success and I don't think they're so blind to the like uh oh Japan meta it's back everybody like pop the champagne we're ready to go it's not really that I don't think but I don't know I like the Mar- yeah. I I like the Roaring Moon version that uh Joe Bernard posted forever ago I, I think I talked about it on uh, this podcast called Drew Too Many like a month ago where yeah, check it out yeah, go check it out. Uh, where there's just a burrow line in there um, to prevent you from things. Like your your first two turns are Joe like. Loves, Joe I mean, loves putting his barrels into. He yeah. had it in Sable Sable Zard. Zard, yes. <laughs> just put it in Rock. It's it's uh, Joe, You got a you got a bad consistency problem. Just slap a two 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 barrel line. One, one barrel fixes everything, baby. I, I tried it in Sable Zard. I, I I didn't hate it. Right. Might not be the that bad Roaring Moon. Am I going to play Roaring Moon? Absolutely not. But. I think I think the yeah. deck actually I think the Babarel deck actually has like solid merit because you have these you have access to Baby Moltres, which is like a very underrated card right now, I think. Um but like That is um, one of your favorite cards. I mean, just pure. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to the birds and the bees from two and a half four months ago. Alex likes single prize attackers that can do a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah, like Maractus. <laughs> Like yeah, oh. Maractus, and shout out to Nationals 2016, where Alex beat me in my winning in because I was playing Night March, and Alex was playing Baby Evil Tall Crobat Mill Tank. That's such yeah. a tangent. But... <laughs> Sorry, I I was looking around because I said Maractus for a third time, and I thought it was going to appear behind me, like Beetlejuice scenario. But <laughs> yeah, I am undefeated against Andrew Zavala in tournament. So whatever. Yeah. The next deck that we have not talked about, that we did mention a little bit, and that is the big bad of the world that we cannot wait to rotate, Mew V Max. Alex, how 
How, is it a Mew tournament? And why are you shaking your head no? It's not a Mew. I mean, well, well, I, I think I, I was describing this to someone else the other day where it's like, it's 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 always a Mew tournament, right? That's what Mew players want you to think. Mew players are always like, no, no, man, it's always a Mew tournament. Um, but it's not always a Mew tournament. It's always a Judge Path turn two <laughs> tournament. Um, like, that's, that's just what it is, right? Yeah. Like, and Mew, and that's, it's not that Mew is good as like a Mew, like currently. It's not that like that card is good. It's that it's the best user of Judge Path right now. Um, and all of the Tina players are like, aha, Roxanne Path is better. Um, and the Maradon players are like, ah, Path is better. Like, you know, they're, they're trying their best to convince you of that. But like, if you like Judge Pathing people, you're playing Mew this weekend, regardless of any sort of big bad uh scary charizard people but i think it just has like a bad charizard matchup and a bad tina matchup and, and like that you're gonna play three or four of those so if your judge patches don't stick you're you're crying but there's always that mew player that gets them to stick and you're just like how's how's this guy doing this so i have thoughts yeah yeah hit me. <laughs> one i don't think tina's a bad matchup i don't think it's a good matchup i think it's pretty 50 50 i think it depends because tina is also just tina Tina's yeah. also just Tina, and you're Mew, which is, yeah, but... I would argue, okay, Charizard's probably the most consistent deck in the format, but Mew's probably the close second, if not. Up there. Sure. I, what I'm saying is, I think I think it's bad just because, like, Mew doesn't like getting past itself. It likes pathing when it wants to path. Yeah. And I think that Tina just goes, here's a path turn one, and Mew's like, no, I can't. I think it depends if yeah, people are going to look at Grant's list versus Dan's list. Because Grant's list has the four path of the peak, but that's it. And then you play three or four vacuums. Dan's list had the three path, but also a spirit tomb. I think if you're running into Dan's list with the spirit tomb, you're, there's oh, no, awful. there's, yeah, there's no way Muse wins. No, there are ways Mew wins that because it's sure. Tina it's is Mew. a brick. But I think that is one where it's like, all right, Tina's totally favored. But without the spirit tomb, I definitely think Mew is fine. DTE Mew specifically is fine fine yeah yeah against giratina i'm with I don't like on that one. Mew. no one should like fusion, fusion mew. mew will never touch that deck <laughs> which is interesting too because um so one of my options for this weekend and i played this a lot at the beginning of the format because at the beginning of the format everybody's like okay well what am i going to play i'm going to play the most consistent best deck so i was just playing dt mew to a lot of my locals and roaring moon was actually the matchup and it, um, that was the problem for me at the time. And so was it was Xander Perot and like um, Victor Ung and them at, at LAIC played this Mew Excelgore thing. And yeah. I'm wondering if now it's time to bring that back with maybe a different list. I wasn't the biggest fan of those. It seemed like a little too spread thin in some areas. Uh, but now maybe it's time to bring the Excelgore back. But now instead of four against Roaring Moon, although it is good in that against that matchup, now for against the Charizard. I, wanna, I mean, that's why they played it initially. I got uh, beat by Drew Townsend, who, if you're a Washington player, you know is a very good player. And if you've never heard of him, it's because he doesn't actually travel to anything. But uh, mm -hmm. he beat me slash won a cup with a slightly updated version of that that played the Fusion Strike Energies, good against Spirit Tomb, and also played a super mm -hmm. effective Glasses, which means zero tablets can mm -hmm. now KO a Charizard, which is very annoying because otherwise cool. they need two. So it's a little harder mm -hmm. to get two two shots because every single tablet matters. And so it's like, okay, you have the Fusion Strike energies for the Spirit Tombs, you have the super effective glasses in order to Oko pretty easily. It's like, that, that was rough. That was a very rough yeah. thing for me to try to deal with as a... Grant, I was playing Charizard B-Barrel, which uh, I've since moved to the good version. 
but <laughs> it was still pretty rough to deal with that. The more surprising yeah, that I... from that story is the fact that Drew Townsend was playing anything other than Rapid Strike. That is what he said as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's interesting. I wish Super Effective Glasses was better in literally any other situation than just against Charizard. Yeah. If you play enough Charizard, definitely worth its spot. Um, I might be more of a fan of like, I don't know, it Defiant. I had Defiant Band. I tried that out for a little bit. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be because usually you want to be what? winning. You know, when's it good into magic? anything but Charizard? It's not the same problem. It's just an extra modifier. It's just an extra modifier. And so it's nice. Because um, against Zard, now you need one power tablet instead. But it's not the exact same problem you know, as Super Effective like Glasses, right? Where it's just like dead card in every other matchup. Wow. It, it's surprising. Well, because it's good against like Maridon. Now you don't need another power tablet. It's good against Guardi because you need. Usually you'd have to wait for those four power tablets. I was thinking of Justify Gloves. Yeah, you're good. I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no, that would be the exception. Yeah. yeah. Defiant Man. Uh, and the, the my reasoning for playing it was, okay, if I'm Mew and I'm up most of the game, that's fine. The The problems that I have with Mew are when I'm not up, mm. <laughs> you know, those games. And so, you know, so the Defiant Band was good in those situations. I even played a counter catcher, which came up quite a lot as well. Um, and so do I, you know, do I advocate playing counter catcher? Maybe not, but the Defiant Band might be uh, a little bit better than super effective gloves is, is what I'm thinking. But I do think you need a little extra oomph against the Charizard. I want to give a shout out to when I played Buzzgarb Weavile for a while, I played a counter energy and people were always like, you're an aggressive deck like what do you do when you're winning and the answer was i'm winning <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't matter like at that point <laughs> exactly. right it's a way to come back and use exactly yeah it's oh. so it's dang it i, I, totally I took it. more prizes than my opponent and i can't <laughs> use one of my cards i'm just gonna win instead <laughs> mm -hmm. i didn't get a show love... over my cool tech cards <laughs> <laughs> i love i love talking with my friends about the the concept of win more and drew kennett uh, kind of introduced me to this this concept when I was getting better at this game, and he was like, I think this card is just win more. Like, I'm already winning the game. This is just making me win more. You don't need to win more. You mm -hmm. just need to win. So you should play the games that give you a more efficient percentage bulk, I guess, or percentage advantage for when you're not going to win. Um, so that that's that, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Definitely a good piece of advice. What was we missing for the meta decks? There's Lost Zone stuff, but there's only so much that it exists. People are going to play it. Um, there, was a, there was a Limitless tournament, I think, either today or yesterday, mm -hmm. that was won by Baxcalibur. That can't be true. Yeah, it was like 100... I, I kind of like... People. I don't mind Chempel, I'm sorry. I, I don't mind it either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like the weird part. So, let's see, hold up. Completed... Sunny, I think it was no, not Sunny's weekly. Andrew, uh, sell me, sell me on Baxcalibur while Alex gets this it's up. It's just a big yeah. circle, man. I mean, 108 people. Charizards. Yeah, 108 people this morning. All right, uh, any Chien Pao player, or sorry, any Charizard players out there against Chien Pao, if they're not getting the turn two hands, you go Lost City, counter catcher the Baxcalibur, and Lost Zone it. And then if they do something we'll else, it's very good. You go counter catcher, second lost city, lost city, their second backscalibur, <laughs> and the game's over. So Charizard we'll players, you should not be plan. losing anymore to this deck. <laughs> now there are um, things they can do and blah blah blah. Oh. But yeah. 
Okay, well, so I just looked at it's his. Not as favorite as it was, but yeah, he uh, he played one Charizard round one and beat it, and then he he played some weird matchups. So anyway. <laughs> it's like beating Maractus. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> well, round four at three and zero, he played against a Zoroark box deck, who he got down paired to. Yeah, um, Iron Hand's pretty good there. Yeah. And uh, he played against like he played against a Gold Dango around seven, and in the finals, um, there was the Origin Form Palkia one. But anyway, he went nine one with Vax. Like it, so, I, yeah. I do want to touch on the Zard matchup a little bit more too, because yeah. Kevin, I think you're right that the matchup is not as favorable for Champow anymore because Zard can do that, but because Champow still has the opportunity to just like if. If Zard doesn't pop off and you can, you know, Greninja, Greninja snipe or mm. um, even just like snipe off a of Pidgey or something, keep them, I think you're pretty good at keeping them off Pidgeot. And if, you, if they don't get their Pidgeot, then that play becomes so much harder. Yeah. If, the, if there's ever a game. I think if, if Zard pops off, gets their Manaphy early, um, gets their ideal like board of like two Charmanders, a Pidgey, and a Manaphy early. And yeah, and they have two Counter Catcher and two Lost Cities and stuff. And, then I could see it going downhill quite a bit. Um, I think that play does make the Chen Pao matchup, or the, the matchup worse for Chen Pao, but I do think Chen Pao is still favorable. Yeah, no, there... there's definitely plays that can be made. And there's also like, well, what if you're getting the Iron Hands because you went first, and then the Zard has to deal with the Iron Hands so they're not doing it with your Baxcalibur, so you can just go one shot, one shot. Yeah, no, there's definitely mm -hmm. there's yeah. definitely reasons why it's not an auto win, but Charizard players, if the line presents itself, please lasso the Baxcalibur's, <laughs> yeah. and it gets much better. Right, um... <laughs> Is there any merit to Arceus this weekend? Yes. I actually, I, have you seen the list that got, I should know, they are the Arceus people, but it was the Arceus Regigigas, because Regigigas oh, cannot yeah. be KO'd by Giratina, right? And it's still Judge mm -hmm. Path. And I think it's fine. I think it is the deck that you play when you want to Judge Path, and you don't want to play Mew, and you're perfectly fine topping out at top 32, maybe. I think it's that type of deck. It's perfectly fine. And you're fine not winning. Yeah, which is a valid thing. There's a lot of people there, right? who, you know, that is their goal, right? I want a day two. I want to get some yeah. money. Or, yeah. And I that, think that's me. That that's a viable deck, especially if you are, let's say you're a senior listening to this or a junior listening to this, and you're like, my parent is going to play, and they don't really know what they're doing. And you can do fine with an Arceus deck. Zard. Give them like Zard that. if they don't know what they're doing. I'm, Zard would also work, yes. Yeah. But yeah, these I, I think it's fine. Fine. Do is there a is there a, is the Regigigas you think the best option for RCS? Or do Into you think it's something else? This weekend you have to have something that doesn't get destroyed by Giratina. And so the, the true answer is Gyarados right? VMAX. You Gyarados VMAX though. Oh. Uh well they can V Star it, but then but yeah. But they have to V Star you, right? That means they have to yeah, lost but impact, just... but they have to lost impact all the Arceuses then, and then they're running out of energy. Andrew's, Andrew's yeah. face for that, where we were like, when you said they have to lost impact, he was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that, is, that's, that is what they do, though, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, but because you're judging them, um, right? So they're only able to get that many energy on the field at a time, and they're only able to progress yeah, their okay. board that much. True. I'm not saying that's it's an true. auto win. Uh, if it were an auto win, I'd be playing Arceus. <laughs> Well, well, my issue is there's no, like, V-Guard energy. When you when Arceus played V-Guard energy, yeah, sometimes they would have to V-Star the Arceus because they're not one-shotting it mm -hmm. with Lost Impact. But the at least Matthew Stratford's list didn't have any 
Vigard. So I think it's way easier and more reasonable now for them to maybe do they expect the Regigate? I mean, you have to telegraph the Regigate. Oh yeah, you have, you have to play the V. Yeah, I feel like they just can save the the V star. It, it doesn't seem like it's great against Giratina still. Um, probably better than a lot of things. I don't know. Maybe Vigard just is better too though. Um, is isn't a uh, all out Blitzel someone that people know? on the list they are doing really well online i know they've done well irl and they were the one who brought us the arceus gyarados that i played to vancouver regionals and did terribly at but drew kennett played to vancouver regionals and made top eight so it was a good deck Mm -hmm. i i didn't play at that regionals he was like he showed me the list the night before and i was like you're wild man (laughs) well they (laughs) so so speaking of all this, though, uh, another Limitless tournament that finished this weekend with over 100 people, uh, All Out Blitzel went 9-0-1, won the whole thing with Arceus Regidrago. Yeah, Arceus Regidrago's so. a fine deck. The problem is you have to set up. Ah, yes, yes. Ah, yes, dang. That oh, is a problem. Because that's Regidrago, right? If you just theory out Regidrago, it's so good. Dude, You're like, Yo, right, I, got uh, attack, I got this attack, I got this attack. Get, get Kobe Kawasaki on the line. Where is he at? There's no way Kobe's playing Reggie Drago. Like no, no, no. I remember he was on the pod once though, and he was like, "You were like, what are good paradox rift decks?" And he was like, "Hear me out, Reggie Drago V-Star. Oh yeah. And everyone, everyone was just like silent and nodded along. And I was like, I was like, I was, I thought I was screaming at my TV because I was un, unfairly treated because I was like, if I was the one that was like, "Yo, Reggie Drago V-Star, <laughs> I would never be asked back ever again. Kobe just got second right, at a regional. Happened. Yo, Kobe, I mean, Kobe's way better than me. So, like, yes, like, it was good to, like, be like, oh, yeah, Kobe. But, like, I, I think I saw him at Locals the next day, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Gardenia's bigger. Sorry about Reggie Drago. Yes. Yeah, you can. I, I didn't play Gardenia's Guardian, bigger because that card is awful. It blows my mind how bad that card is. Uh, but I played, <laughs> and I'm going to preface with that as I go into talking about how I played. Klefki Reggie Drago <laughs> Turbo Ooh. TM Turbo Energize been there at one of my locals because I was just gonna play it casually and then I walk in and they're like oh we're having a tournament tonight and I was like well I'm gonna lose and so I sit down against Roaring Moon and I was like you know what I feel pretty good about this I have my Klefkis and he just goes turn one canceling clone <laughs> like, oh no that card's insane against me <laughs> sets up just fine and then next turn canceling cologne again and i'm like no he kills both of my reggie dragos but then he goes frenzy gouging against my like reggie drago v-star that i had set up so painstakingly and then i go promote klefki attach defiant band joust your (laughs) your roaring moon with a uh, uh, ancient booster energy on it get rid of that thing and knock you out that feels good. So, so don't play Klefki, Reggie Drago. <laughs> oh, I was thought I thought it was going to be the sauce. The best part about it is attacking with Klefki. <laughs> what, what? How did you finish in that tournament? Uh, two one. Hey, hey, let's go. Merit, that's a that's a win record. If you span that over five. nine rounds, that's that's six three. That's good. Top yeah, two fifty six. See, look at that. It's not bad. I like that math. I like that math. I mean, it makes that. I mean, yeah, sure. Just do the same thing you did through two more times. <laughs> on our way out andrew do you have any other thoughts for portland regionals for any of our listeners yes um i like new york a lot that's probably that might be what i play i it's interesting because i whenever i tell people i'm like i think i like new york they're like ah but i hate fusion Mew. now don't put it in fusion dte Mew's got plenty of space put it in there 
Maybe you'll be afraid of some spirit tombs. I don't know. You have two fusion energies connected to your cellar. I'm going to try it. That's what I'm going to be testing. So I think it seems pretty, like it could be pretty well poised. Um, in my mind, it has a good matchup spread. The consistency, I guess, is probably what I'm going to be a little bit worried about. But um, right now, I think that's my top choice. I hate that Chen Pao also might be on my list. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that Chen Pao is on your list. That seems fine. <laughs> probably just gonna be me alex last second thoughts um i'm probably just gonna play my 60 from the uh mock regionals i got top four um at this weekend so i'm just gonna play that 60. oh you played plefki reggie drago right i alex? did yeah i correctly drago was really good on um, this weekend so <laughs> i i went six three um i started two one <laughs> and then did it two more times um but uh i i like that and then i like um I really actually kind of like anti-tacky bits a lot. Um, it's more, I, I, it's more, I, I like it more than I probably should. And I, I, I told Lee, my wife, make sure I don't switch off my I 60 lie. from, uh, I was like, I think I, I think I sent her a text. I said, make sure I don't switch my 60 from the mock regionals. Uh, because I'm going to try to five different times this week, and I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna try to. If if my superpower is truly convincing people that bad decks are good, just imagine how that works on people that like don't know how to play Pokemon. Uh, it's I, it's amazing. So, um, but no, I think Poland's gonna be fun. Go to Powell's City of Books while you're in Portland if you haven't already. Make go to Misen Thai Eatery. Oh my god, that place is insane. Uh, so go to um. Oh, there's this. We went to this. Um, just look up vegan Sri Lankan food because I think there's only one vegan Sri Lankan restaurant in in Portland. Uh, that place uh, is amazing. We, uh, my uh, Lee and I went there once. Uh, this we're gonna derail this because Kevin said we had to wrap it up, and I was like, nah, fam, we're still going. Um, there's uh, and we're sponsored the... by all these places. Exactly. Um, no, we walked up, ordered this place, and they asked how spicy, and they said medium or high. And they didn't give us, like, an easy option. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to go medium. And she, and they looked at Lee, and she's like, oh, what do you want? And she goes, oh, I can handle a little spice. I'll go high. And in my head, I was like, they did not give you an easy option. They didn't give you a small. They didn't give you a whisper of spice. Like, you're going to die. And I think I wore a path between our table and the watering fountain. <laughs> trying to get her about 50 gallons of water so that she could take one bite of her rice. Like you're not selling me right now, Alex. <laughs> hey, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was the spiciest food I think I've ever had in my life. Also some of the best food I've ever had in my life. I struggled for like, for about an hour and a half to get through it, but it was worth it. Oh my gosh. You're a terrible food critic. <laughs> nah, fam. Like, I'm convincing you that bad food is good. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Leafy on VMAX. <laughs> Telling you. Which is a good play for this weekend because Charizard's weak to grass. No, shush. The worst thing is Sosa made day two with the deck. <laughs> I, well, well, Sosa, like, I want to clear some air here because like that, that was the last time I was on the pod, right? <laughs> last time I was on the pod, I convinced Sosa to do Leaf, uh, Leafy on. We closed out with you. He and I sat on a call for an hour and a half, go over the list. And play tested probably for like an hour a day for that next whole week. And we like refined this perfect list. And we're like, okay, we're doing it. We're going in. Um, and if we get to Portland, 
I, I go to bed, I don't know, 11 o'clock, like a responsible human. And I wake up to a text message from him at 4.30 in the morning saying, hey, we're going to bed. Here's the new Leafeon list. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about, dude? We just got it done for a week playtesting this thing. And he had switched it from the bib engine to the lost zone engine. And I was like, I don't have these cards. I'm staying on bib. And he's like, all right, dude, let's let's ride. Let's let's get to day two. And and the guy manages to take Leafy on and run out an hour and a half of sleep. <laughs> I was I was so I was like so like it was a little hard for me to be mad because I was like yeah Leafy on, but like I was just like ah like yeah. And this guy beat me in top eight of Arizona regionals too. Let's, let's get this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're so, so let's beat him up. <laughs> Andrew, if the people want more from you, where can they find you? Oh, follow me on Twitter at Sandra Zavala. And you can also go listen to the Drew to Many podcast, which we just had our recent anniversary episode where we had Joe Bernard as a guest. That was a really good episode. And then recently, uh, the other co-host, Drew and Trevor, interviewed Nick Robinson and going over his top eight run. So you can find that on Spotify and any other places you can find podcasts. And then also some news, a little bit of news drop. Me and Alex are going to start streaming, um, doing a little duo stream over on the Twitch channel, the underscore true crew. And so we're going to be, I don't know, we haven't figured out a schedule quite yet, but we're basically going to be merging our content creation um, endeavors. And I think we're going to put out a lot of very fun stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Alex, where can the people find you? Yeah, the Drew Too Many conglomerate is is coming for all of the uh, content <laughs> creation. It's like a, like a blob. We're gonna start eating everything up. Um, yeah. So, I I, I I yep. <laughs> I'm very much I'm very much tethered to Andrew Zavala. So like whatever he's doing, I'm probably also doing. Um, so yeah, follow his Twitter and follow his podcasts and stuff because I'm probably also there. Um, I also live in uh, Tukwila, so if you're in the area. Uh, you can just come over. We can hang out. Um, <laughs> my address is bump, 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 bump. my address. Uh, yeah, I, I live, uh, I live close to the South center mall. So if you're around that <laughs> area, whatever. um, yeah, just swing on by. Uh, I got, uh, we got some leftover, um, uh, drinks from last night. So we got some, we got some stuff for you. Uh, but like real talk, I think it's, I think I'm at Spokane, Spokane Pokemon at, on the, the X, I think. At Spokane underscore Pokemon. Oh, uh, there's no, no, no I, I think I got in there before oh. the boom, so uh, um, <laughs> no, I don't think I have to do an underscore. But yeah, the Shrewker, I'm really actually truly excited for uh, what we're doing with Twitch coming up here soon, probably uh, within the week or so. We're gonna what we what we're trying to do is top eight Portland so that people give us validity and want to watch us, mm -hmm. um, and so we're gonna do that. Also, there's gonna be a lot of articles and stuff because I miss writing, and I have a lot more free time these days, so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write some stuff. Um, I'll probably over on some sort of Drew Too Many conglomerate website blob thing. Yeah, yeah. Myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Rate and review the show, all that stuff. Be sure to check out the Drew Too Many podcast. I listen to it every other week, so you should as well. Oh, sorry. I, I, thought, I was like, every other we went on every week, and I was like, oh wait, because we only do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is another episode of the lake of rage podcast and we'll come at you in uh probably two weeks because i am going to be too sick of pokemon next week we'll catch you all <laughs> in two weeks